0: Hello, friends, and welcome back to the Out to Be podcast. I'm coming up on the line recording this intro for this episode right now because, well, because of a few reasons. The primary reason is I was procrastinating because it's allergy season, and as you might be able to tell, my voice is a little rusty and a little scratchy, um, but there's nothing you can do about that. I live in New York, and that is life, so sorry for my allergy season voice, and the other reason, which I actually wasn't planning on talking about but as I sat down to record I kind of felt pulled to talk about it was that my grandfather passed away a week ago today as this episode will be airing and it of course forced me to step away from my work and my normal life and all of my routines and I pretty much shut off all electronics and phones and communication except for what was necessary for five days which is a pretty long time especially when you run your own online business and also just in the world of social media where everybody is talking online or texting each other and I wasn't really checking my phone I didn't even really want to which is kind of weird because it, previous times when I've had breaks I'll often find myself being like okay I have to take a break This is break time. Here we go. And then I'm still wanting to check my phone and wanting to check my email and being like, I feel really good, but now I can like answer an email or like I can go on Instagram for a little bit because I'm just doing what I want to do and it's totally fine. But this time I really just didn't want to do that. I didn't want to check my phone at all. And it made it more, it made it better when I was with my family and during this hard time, of course. My sister's playing piano and violin now. And the well, she's playing violin. Her teacher's playing piano in the background. I wonder if you guys can hear that. Anyways, it made it uh better while I was with my family, but but it made it also a little bit harder to come back. And I think that coming back into our regular routine and into our regular work is something that many of us struggle with. I know I struggle with it. Normally, you know, after coming back from a vacation or even sometimes after a weekend or a long weekend, it's like. Ah, I hate this. I don't want to come back into my normal work life or do what I have to do. And now I feel extra stressed because I'm like backlogged with stuff. So not only do I have to catch up on my normal work week, which I don't want to do because I just came back from a break, but I also have extra work to do on top of that because I'm behind now. So on Monday, I, when I went back to work, I kind of felt like that. But I also kind of felt just good and happy to be back in the routine, and something that I also dropped, getting back to work was pretty easy for me, but getting back into yoga is often really hard for me. I don't know why. It's something that I love doing, and when I don't do yoga, I always feel just terrible <laughs> like my body hurts I know I get angry um, and frustrated more easily and I'm, I don't deal with my emotions as, mu- as well when I don't do yoga but for some reason whenever I get out of the routine of doing yoga it's so much harder for me to get back into it and I didn't actually get back into it until today which is Tuesday as I'm recording this so I went pretty much a week without doing yoga And it's not really a big deal in the grand scheme of things, but it's important for me to still make sure that I'm getting back into that routine because it creates more normalcy in my life and it also, that's a huge part of my morning routine, which sets me up for a successful day. So getting back into routines is something super difficult. I also noticed during that time that I stopped reading before bed, which is something I've been doing pretty religiously uh, since basically the new year, since, yeah, since the new year. Um, And even a little bit before that, and I just didn't want to, like, I didn't want to read, I didn't want to be involved in a story, I was just sad going to bed, and I, I just didn't have the time, well, no, I had the time, I just didn't have the energy, or the, the motivation, or the desire to do it, and so that, again, was something important for me that last night, I made sure that I sat down and read, read a short chapter, just so that I could get back in the routine, and, What I've learned and what I've shared a little bit I shared this on Instagram but I want to share it here too is that when we're getting back into these routines it's really really important for us to first off not beat ourselves up. Not beat ourselves up and not get super down on ourselves for getting out of the routine in the first place. I have done this in the past especially with yoga where I'll sort of Get really angry at myself when I miss a few days because then I'm just like, ugh, you idiot, you missed a few days, why can't you just do it? But shit happens, especially when you are going through something maybe unexpected like a death in the family or just any sort of family emergency or... Something that you have to deal with that happens unexpectedly, let alone a vacation. Like, it doesn't matter what it is. Sometimes shit happens and you just get out of your routine and and that can be good. That can be good to take that break. But you don't have to beat yourself up when... You're trying to get back into that routine and you find it a little bit more difficult or you notice that you fell out of it and you're frustrated because that happened it doesn't matter whatever the circumstances it doesn't matter show yourself some compassion and then just take the time and the space that you need to get back into the routine Whatever that is, maybe if it's something like working out or doing something physical or something that's a little bit more time consuming, start by just making it not time consuming. You know, if you're doing yoga, do yoga for five minutes instead of a half hour. Or if you're working out, like do a quick 10 minute cardio session and then call it a day. And that way you can slowly get back into the routine without having to feel like all of a sudden you're going from zero to 100. And another thing that I've been really thinking about as I'm getting back into my routine this week is how grateful I am to myself that I put so much time and energy into planning my calendar because I schedule in the regular tasks that I have to do each day. Weekly, they reoccur weekly so that I don't have to stress about getting my regular work done. This week, because things of course happened unexpectedly and I had to cancel the whole rest of my week last week and move some things around, it actually made me feel way less stressed knowing that the things that I had to do were already in my calendar. So, you know, weekly podcast admin, answering emails, scheduling content, scheduling Instagram, uh, being on Instagram and engaging with people, all that stuff is in my calendar so that I'm not scheduling things or rescheduling things or over scheduling things and then suddenly showing up at the workday and feeling like I didn't get any of my normal tasks done or feeling like I have no time to complete everything or I do have the time but it means I'm going to have to work like a 12 or 14 hour day. None of that is happening. I can look at my calendar and know when everything is going to get done and schedule interviews or extra meetings or anything like that around that. And I also have been putting a lot of stress on what's a priority and what's not a priority. For some interviews and meetings I have, yeah, they were scheduled for last week and it could have happened last week, but because it didn't, I just decided to push them several weeks because they're not urgent They're not a priority. They can wait. And I would rather give myself more space and time to handle the things that are more of a priority right now instead of just trying to scramble and reschedule something for the soonest available appointment because why not, you know? It doesn't make any sense to do that because we need to take space. We need to not put things on our plate that we can't handle. We need to make sure that we're picking our priorities and that we're making sure we're not overwhelmed and that we're really taking time for ourselves to decompress, especially if you have just gone something, gone through something super serious or are dealing with grief or feeling particularly stressed. Make sure that you are scheduling time in for yourself and make sure that you are not overdoing it and not everything is urgent, so that's your reminder for today. And if you're wondering how to actually implement some of these tools and tricks that I'm talking about and how to make it a part of your regular routine and your regular time management skills and what you can do for that self-care that you want to implement, then you should join my free time management challenge. I am hosting a three-day free time management challenge that starts next Monday, April 15th, and it goes until Wednesday, April 17th. And we're going to learn all about how to manage your time, how to master your mindset around time management so that you know how to approach your time, your schedule, and you know how to decide what's a priority and what's not. And we're going to learn some general tools that you can use in your routine to really just upgrade your time management and therefore create more energy for yourself and create more space to work on self-care. And if you don't like calling it self-care, you could just call it I don't know. Having fun, <laughs> being with yourself—whatever you want to call it—you can join the time management free challenge to learn all about this. Go to bitly slash out to be challenged to join the challenge. That's b i t dot L-Y slash out to be challenge and there you'll get instructions for what to do next you'll join the Facebook group which is where all of the live trainings will be and yeah I'm so excited for this challenge to happen I hope to see you there and I also want to mention that I'm doing a giveaway for whoever refers the most people to the challenge, they will win a $30 Spotify gift card. So if you are feeling compelled to invite more people to the challenge, all they have to do is put your name in the how did you find this group when they joined the Facebook group. Just put your full name and then I will tally it up. Whoever refers the most people will win a $30 gift card at the end of the challenge. So I'm super excited about it. I hope to see you in there. If you have any questions, be sure to reach out to me on Instagram at Katie Zuccardi, and DM me. Me and ask me, and I'm really looking forward to it. So, hope to see you in the challenge. All right, on to today's episode. Today's episode is a really, really fun one. I talk with Ruby Skilton, who is actually one of my friends now that we started working together through Women Crush Music. And you'll hear a little bit about that in the episode as well. But we work together through a nonprofit called Women Crush Music. She's over in LA, and I'm in New York. And Ruby is a self love and confidence coach. She was born with a limb difference. So, That and just anyone's general life journey, especially as someone who worked in the music industry, Uh, she's a songwriter and lyricist herself. So going through both of those things really made her go on her own journey with self-development, self-love, and confidence. And now she's teaching other people how to do it, which is so, so awesome. So that's pretty much all I'm gonna say about it. Ruby will give some amazing tips in this episode and also tell you about her story. But before I do, I also want to mention that her Flaunt Your Flaws program, her coaching program is open for registration now and she's giving my listeners 40% off, 40% off, that's Crazy and amazing. So, if you are looking for a self love and confidence coach, whether you have a limb difference or not, definitely reach out to Ruby. The link to join, the link to apply for her program will be in the show notes of this episode. And if you mention that you're coming from the Out to Be podcast, Ruby will give you 40% off. So, that is so amazing. I hope you enjoy this episode and definitely go show Ruby some love. And here is my episode with Ruby Skilton. Hi, Ruby, and welcome to the Out to Be podcast. Hi, Katie. Thanks for having me. (laughs) I'm so happy you're here. For those of you who don't know, Ruby and I actually work together through Women Crush Music, which is a nonprofit that both of us volunteer for. She is the LA chapter leader. And um, I don't know if I've brought it up yet on the podcast, but I'm actually the New York chapter leader and the head of marketing at Women Crush. So we've worked together for like what, like almost over a year now, right? Yeah, yeah totally. a really long time. Um, But Ruby is an amazing confidence coach. So today we're going to talk all about confidence. And I think it's a really important topic that kind of bridges our daily lives, but also something that we face specifically in regards to performing or releasing music and things like that. But um, like I said, it's something that we can, we also go through and face day to day, just having self-confidence and self-love, so we're going to talk about about all that today. (laughs) But uh, before we dive in, Ruby, why don't you introduce yourself and give us a little bit more about you? Totally. Okay, so I'm a
1: confidence and self-love coach. I especially work with females that have a physical difference, so whether that's a limb difference like myself or, you know, they've been amputated, whatever it is. Um, But I'm not limited to that, of course. My clients extend to people without a physical difference. Um, What I do is I teach them how to use their story to find financial and emotional freedom through manifestation and good habits. Um, Yeah, so that's what I do. A little bit about me, I was born with a limb difference. And all my life, I've been like, I can do it kind of thing. Like I never saw myself and like my mom never... Let me see myself as a disabled person. So I kind of have that attitude of like,
0: I could do whatever I set my mind to. So I just, yeah, I enjoy it And now you pass that on to other people, which is so <laughs> so great. So um, what made you want to become a confidence coach and spread your message to other people?
1: So definitely like r- realizing what I had done from my life. You know, I did music, I was a songwriter. I'm still a songwriter, but, you know, I used to focus a lot more on music when I first moved to LA to the point where I got the chance, the opportunity to work with an incredible artist. And, I mean, this is being in the studio with an A-list artist, writing songs for this person, and I was still not confident. Like, that is insane to think back on you know um so just seeing how much it's affected my life in a way not having confidence to now being like able to stand in an audience and be like hey this is my story this is how i was born i'm embracing it and you can too it's just so life-changing when you start to take your own story your own personal story and influencing other people and i think it's so important
0: so i know you said you know from the beginning your mom always raised you to be just like a go-getter nothing can hold you back <laughs> but did you always have an attitude of being super confident or where was there a turning point where at one point you were like okay you know what i realize i'm i'm kind of not being as good as i can be and like not fulfilling <laughs> what i what i really want to do and what was that turning point and how did you move forward from there yeah. So
1: I always thought I, like, I thought I didn't care. I had this, like, I don't care what people think. I'm super confident. I'm outgoing. But the more I got into self-development, I started realizing that I did care. Mm-hmm. There was a reason I was wearing long sleeves in like hundred plus degree weather every single day. So it wasn't until like, I want to say a year and a half ago when I started going through self-development and started listening to podcast and joining these female groups that I was like okay clearly I do care clearly there's something there's a wall that's kind of holding me back so it took a lot of me sitting with my own self and thinking and really being like okay what are you actually feeling it was such a disconnect from myself that it was a really emotional journey, you know?
0: Yeah. So then you mentioned you used books and podcasts to kind of help you realize what you were struggling with. And then also I I imagine to get through that journey and become confident work on your self-love and self-confidence. So what were some of the books and podcasts that really helped you?
1: So the first podcast that I ever listened to about self Development was Lori
0: Harder's Earn You Happy?"
1: and that completely changed my life. It was I, kind
0: of, I have to listen to that. I, I'm a huge fan of Chris Harder, but I'm not as familiar with Lori, so I'm gonna have to check that yeah. out.
1: She was like my introduction to the self-development journey, and you know, she constantly talks about embracing your story and being like authentic. And even though I thought that that was who I was, you know, like oh, I just enjoy wearing sweaters all the
0: time you like convinced (laughs) yourself that you loved it even though that wasn't actually what was happening
1: and you know I had this this wall inside myself that I didn't even know myself and it was it was so crazy it was so emotional like I said to realize that no I really did not know myself um so definitely Lori's. And then I went to her events, and that's how I got familiar with Sarah Pendrick from Girl Talk Network. And then it was just a domino effect. And then I went to Peace to Be Brave. So Angie Lee's show had a, like a lot to do with that.
0: What other inner work did you have to do to get to where you are now?
1: A lot of meditation, a lot of focusing on changing the inside and how I like saw myself. Um, I realized that I was ashamed of my story. never talked about it. It was kind of like this thing that, like, my limb difference was something I never talked about or mentioned. It was just like, whatever. Um, and now it's like, okay, that's my story and that's what I'm using. So kind of getting comfortable with who I am as a person and what my message is, you know, and surrounding myself with the right people also played a huge part in my life.
0: I think, and now a lot of people are talking about that, you know, the five people you surround yourself with, it's like who you are, (laughs) but, um, but that I'm, I love that too. Like, I really think that you vibe off of other people's energies. So if you are hanging with low vibe people, then chances of you being low vibe are like way bigger. But if you surround yourself with high vibe people or the people that you kind of strive to be, then you'll get there way faster.
1: Definitely. And also mindset, like just kind of, not every day is perfect. We're human, so life happens. Yeah, Just the way you see it is going to affect your life drastically. Absolutely. So I have to learn to kind of take life through and fix it to how I want it.
0: And I love that. <laughs> so I want to dive into talking a little bit more specifically on self-respect and self-confidence. So can you talk a little bit about self-respect and how that is such an important part of our journey to self-confidence? Totally.
1: Um, so
0: I, there's
1: this misconception of like you have to do self-care and like self-care is everything. But we I feel like we need to start looking at it from a self-respect aspect because what works for you might be morally incorrect for me. So it's kind of a thing where you have to value your time, your morals, your yourself and like respect who you truly stand for Mm -hmm. and then figure out that self-care
0: does that make sense yeah so can you give us an example of like what might work for someone but not for others
1: meditation prayer (sighs) you know i am all about prayer and meditating to my higher power but that's because i have some religious background maybe someone that doesn't have that meditation's not for them so if they do that as self-care that totally defeats the purpose of it because it's not
0: self-respecting to them as an individual and for someone who maybe doesn't know if they have the best respect for themselves or is working on really valuing themselves and their time and their craft and their musicianship what exercises or um i know you said it may not be super related to self-care, but like self-care techniques, that kind of thing. Um, Just practices in general that people can use in order to work on building that self-value and self-respect.
1: I think journaling and getting to know yourself as a person. Um, For me, like that was journaling and just meditating. For someone else, it could be drawing and going on a hike, you know, whatever it is get to know yourself as an individual and step away from what society tells you you should like or you should want and just really focus on what you truly want and like
0: yeah so at the end of the day what I'm hearing you say is it's about just really identifying your core values and getting in touch with your inner self and not with what you think you're supposed to be, which is such an important message in the music industry too. There's a lot of comparing uh, to what's popular and what, you know, I, I don't know if this is so much anymore, especially since the indie scene is becoming bigger and bigger for artists to be independent and kind of do it themselves. But if you're trying to pitch yourself to a record label or to a publishing company or anything, you might feel the need to change yourself to be what you expect them to want. But at the end of the day, you really just have to have your own values and your own um, you know, set of skills and, and traits that make you you in order to even be confident.
1: Right. And like these self-care routines or morning routines or pitching yourself to a record label may work. It may be a quick fix, but it's like all those fad diets, they're mm. not going to last. Yeah. Once you stop doing it, you're going to be back to square one. Right. So really finding what respects your core values and your, your morals is going to be crucial for
0: the long run. Yeah. So taking that to the next step and moving into just self-confidence all around, um, can you talk about why it's so important to show up as authentically as possible and why self-confidence is so necessary for that?
1: yeah well confidence i know we hear it since we're children it's like the key to everything and it's so easy like to say it but it's kind of really difficult to do especially because you have to get past your ego um but a confident person will shine no matter what the situation is so whether that's you being on stage if you have confidence, you can literally walk up there in pajamas and you'd put on a killer show, even if you mess up, yeah. because you have that confidence. Um, being like 100% authentically, you will show through your, your mission or your art, whatever it is, and people will connect to that. That's how you build your tribe and grow and find your community, find your fans, your friends, whatever it may be. But if you're constantly putting on this act of, oh, I have it all figured out or, you know, whatever it may be, if you're not fully aligned with what you truly believe, mm-hmm. it's it's going to be fake friendships, fake fans, fake communities. You're going to get tired. You're going to get burnt out because you're not living authentically, because you're having to wake up every morning and being like, what is the perfect Instagram post? What is Mm -hmm. the perfect um, live? What is the perfect outfit? Like, just just do whatever makes you happy that day. Don't overthink it too much.
0: How can people who are struggling with this learn to be more confident, whether it's just like in general or in their music specifically, maybe they're not writing about what they really want to be writing about, or maybe it's on stage and they're a little bit nervous getting on stage. They don't have the confidence to really like, kill the show as much as they want to like and it doesn't even have to be stage fright but more so just you know the little banter in between the songs or engaging with the audience so how can people who are struggling with this get better (laughs) yeah no um practice you know
1: the first time it's gonna feel uncomfortable and awkward and you might feel like oh my god i need to go hide in a shell for the rest of my life but it's gonna get better Um, I would recommend going on YouTube and searching up, like, celebrity mistakes or, like, celebrity bloopers. Just (laughs) to see someone, like, someone you really admire, that they
0: mess up, too. And it's completely okay. You know what's so funny about that, too, that you bring it up is people watch bloopers to laugh. And when you watch, like, bloopers of a TV show or stuff like that, like usually the people, everyone on set is laughing at the bloopers. They're not like, damn it, I messed up. (laughs) Everyone's mad because you did that. It's, it's like a funny thing. So I never thought of it that way, but it, it is a good reminder to everyone that, you know, you watch, when you watch other people mess up, most of the time you laugh and you think it's funny and you're not holding it against them. So why would it be any different when you make a mistake? Yeah,
1: no, and I have this new, I guess. Technique or whatever, to where if you would not laugh or critique your friends for it, don't do it to yourself.
0: Can you so, explain you a little bit more?
1: Yeah, totally. So let's say you are on stage and you forget your lyrics or you trip. Would you laugh and like get down your friend's throat for that, or would you be like, "Hey, it's okay, no one noticed it," or you know, whatever? whatever you would tell your friends, say it to yourself. Because at yeah. the end of the day, you're your biggest critic. No one's going to know if you <laughs> freaking messed your lyrics up. Like, just continue. Have fun. And if you forget the words to a song, just be like, oh, whatever. I forgot them.
0: Um, <laughs> That's my strategy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> as soon as I mess up, I'm like, you guys, I just messed up real bad. <laughs> and then everyone laughs and we move yeah. on. And it's like,
1: And it makes the audience connect in a deeper deeper level because it's like, oh, look at them up there, you know, singing and making laugh at themselves. I don't know. It's yeah, for sure. Don't overjudge yourself.
0: I think we all, like you said, we're all our harshest critics, and it's such a good reminder that. You know, what would you say to your friend if they were in the same situation as you? Because chances are you wouldn't be talking to your friend as harshly as you're talking to yourself right now. And that negative self-talk can really just get us into a dark, dark spiral (laughs) that we don't need to be in. So, you know, treat yourself like your best friend and chances are you'll be way more loving towards yourself. And, you know, if you do make a mistake, you can realize that it's not as big of a deal as you may think it is.
1: And it's okay to mess up. We all do. We're all human. No one's perfect. And it's kind of like humbling when people do mess up on stage. Yeah,
0: I think so too. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And for all people, nobody's like, yeah, nobody's perfect up there. Mm You are, then good for you, but. breaks the ice a bit. Yeah. Yeah. So for people who are struggling, whether it's an ongoing journey, just day to day or it's you know they're they are going from a very low pace uh, very low place and trying to get their confidence way up. What tools can they use?
1: I would say start journaling and start like realizing and becoming more aware of your emotions and why why you feel certain or let's say. In my case, I was to walk out the door without a long sleeve. It was a, a moment of like, okay, well, why do I feel that way? What's the worst situation that can happen? And what is the best? And once you understand like what the worst is, it's not going to be, you know, that that. Yeah. So I would definitely suggest like taking down, t- writing down, taking down whatever on your phone, just how you feel and why it's making you feel that way and then also um writing down your core values what's what's value that you have that you will not negotiate what's something that's a little bit more negotiable but you prefer to do it mm. you like break it down into different categories yeah. to where it's like, okay these are my core values these are negotiable and these are non-negotiable so if you take that and start planning your day around those core values.
0: Now can you like, give an example of what core, like what core values people might be writing down?
1: Yeah, totally. Like For me, it's, I call my grandparents once a week. That is a core value, non-negotiable. And even though it's something so small, it <laughs> changes like my whole week, you know?
0: Yeah, I and love it, that, that's so cute. <laughs>
1: one of my my that's a good one and it helps with like my mental health too because i know every week i have that to fall back onto you know or it could be something simple like i will wake up and drink a glass of water and even though that may be something again so simple it's going to boost your confidence because it's something that you know you're going to do And you start sticking to it, that it becomes a habit. And you're like, oh, now I have a morning routine. That is fantastic, you know? So just kind of like building on small things and making them habits and making them something that you're like, this is who I am. And those small things are going to build who you are without society's need of, you have to look a certain way you need to do this.
0: Now, can these values also be like, I don't know, I'm trying to think of an example and I'm kind of failing, but like like I am a strong and funny person, whether it's, you know, maybe you add on stage as well, if you're kind of doing this for your artistry, can it be things like that as well, as opposed to just habits?
1: Um, yeah, I would definitely put those like in affirmations.
0: Affirmations, yeah.
1: every morning or every week, if you're barely getting into affirmations, I would say write every like once a week, a couple of affirmations, maybe five to ten and just repeat them every day and you will start believing what you're telling yourself because at the end of the day like we are what we tell ourselves it doesn't matter what everyone else tells us seriously we could have everyone around us being like you're the greatest person ever but if you're telling yourself I suck oh it's game over you're gonna suck
0: so yeah Do you recommend practicing affirmations daily, once a week, or like I know some people set reminders on their phones and just get them randomly throughout the day. What's your favorite way to practice them?
1: I practice them every morning. So the way my like morning goes recently, I change it up every other week. Share
0: your your whole morning routine. I love hearing people's morning routines. (laughs)
1: Okay. okay. So recently it's, I wake up and I immediately like grab my journal. It's on on my bedside and I like write down what I'm grateful for and my affirmations. I then go and brush my teeth and like shower. And then I'll, I started drinking a tablespoon of honey with lime cause my throat's been messed up. So I just do that and put some tea on or I put water to boil tea. <laughs> and <laughs> then <laughs> And then I'll do like my stretches for the day, drink my tea, and then I go over my agenda and kind of figure out what I'm supposed to do for the day. And yeah, that's basically my morning routine for now.
0: I'm relaxed just hearing about your morning routine. <laughs> <It> sounds <laughs> that's so what i nice. trying to do.
1: Oh my god, it, it got to the point where I was so hectic. I was like waking up like an hour before I should be leaving Mm -hmm. and getting out of control
0: so so how long does that routine take you in total every morning
1: about an hour depending on like how slow I drink my tea and stuff Mm -hmm. and like meditation changes for me like when I do my stretches I'll do a meditation with that Mm -hmm. so if it's like a longer meditation then I'll just sit there depending on what's going on
0: in like my life that day so yeah so an hour for, for anyone who might be interested in um, starting affirmations or journaling, but is maybe like intimidated, um, not sure where to start, and also maybe not sure about like how much time it'll take per day, how much time does that take you? And like, is it something that we can do quickly that won't take up a big chunk of our day, but still be effective?
1: Definitely. Um, for me, like I said, it takes about an hour now. But when I first started, I gave it like three to five minutes, like I was like, I'm not gonna be bothered by this. So with the affirmations, like I said, you can write them once a week and just reread them every morning. So that yeah. should be like maybe a minute at the most. Um, and then if you are a stretcher, then you could stretch for like five minutes. That's about six minutes right there. And then brushing your teeth and doing that doesn't take that long. So yeah. really you can make it short, you can make it long. And we go back to this self-respect. It's like, just because this morning routine works for me, it's not going to work for everyone. Yeah. So find something that feels good and that gets you going in the morning. That's the whole purpose of it.
0: Yeah. And don't beat yourself up if, like Ruby said, her routine, like you try it and you're like, ah, it just makes me feel really uncomfortable. Like, don't do it then. Find what makes you comfortable. Find what feels good for you and, and go with that. So, um, besides journaling and affirmations, are there any other tools that we can use? Reading
1: or listening to eBooks or podcasts. Um, I found that hearing other people's habits and their, their stories, um, really helped me in my journey. So as humans, we tend to like want to imitate each other almost. Mm -hmm. So if you're constantly watching... The Kardashian drama, then you're going to be surrounding yourself with that energy of like constant drama and like, I need to look a certain way and I need this and that. Um, but if you're surrounding yourself with like 80 20 of like, okay, 80% self development and like good for my mind stuff and like 20% oh like, like TV shows, that should be good.
0: And you gave us some book and podcast recommendations before so you can go back and check those out is, is there any more that come to mind while we're on the topic that people <laughs> might like
1: yeah so i personally enjoyed like shields the place i saw you weren't a big fan
0: of that one <laughs> <laughs> i i liked it i just didn't love it <laughs> but right. but i do think that on the topic of self-confidence, it is actually a very good read. I just thought, like, I have been doing self-development work for many, many years now. So it wasn't the first book I read. It was something I read very recently, actually. So for me, I was like, I don't know this is necessarily adding anything. But I think it's actually, you know, if you're getting started, it's definitely not a bad read.
1: Yeah, no, totally. Um, and like we've been saying this whole time, just because something works for
0: me or for you, exactly. Yeah, it's gonna work forever. Yeah, I think the biggest part with that too is that like it the off. It, the author or the podcast hosts, like not every person is going to resonate with every other person. You have to find someone who resonates with you. Everyone's story is different. Everyone's language that they use is different. So like there's so much out there that you can try and you might not like it, but it doesn't mean that there's not something out there that's similar and as effective, but you know, in a way or by a person that you just resonate with more.
1: Definitely. So I would say, like, try different things. And what I did, and I guess everyone can do this too, is when you find someone that you really like their style and their voice and whatever, maybe see who their circle is, because that's how you're going to find similar people.
0: Yeah, that's huge. So.
1: Yeah, just kind of start with one and let that
0: happen. That's awesome. So what else are you doing day to day to just keep up with confidence and help spread the positive energy in the world?
1: (laughs) (laughs) So I have my blog, Lady's Code blog, and I just whatever I need to hear at the moment or whatever I need to tell myself at the moment, it's what I write. Um so you know, just Make it to where it's like what you need to hear. Cause if you need to hear it, chances are someone else needs to hear that same thing. Yeah. So just stay, stay true to who
0: you are. And I love that as just a message for especially people who are artists or songwriters or maybe writers or podcasters or anyone really, but whatever your art is, or even if you're just maybe writing in a journal just write what you feel. And like you said, chances are someone else will resonate with it. So it's always good to put it out there.
1: Oh, and also challenging myself every day. This one is answering your question. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, just like doing something that scares me every single day. So whether that's lifting a higher weight than normal or wearing a tank top, I don't know.
0: (laughs) What did you do today that scared you?
1: Today, I scheduled three interviews, and yeah.
0: (laughs) Um, Amazing.
1: Yeah, like, even though I love sharing my story, I'm still kind of getting used to talking about it Mm -hmm. in a video kind of podcast or
0: recording setting, so it's different. Um, Yeah. Well, that is huge, and I think we can all take something if we if we didn't already have extreme value from this podcast which we do we can take that awesome like tip from you to do something that scares us every day and get out of our comfort zone just a little bit and keep practicing what you're afraid of and it won't be so scary anymore
1: yep you got this everyone's
0: got this everyone's
1: got this (laughs) yeah
0: okay thank you so much ruby for coming on today and where can we find and connect with you
1: Thanks for having me. And um, I am on Instagram at Ruby Skelton. My blog is ladiescodeblog.com. And I have a Facebook group called My Life with the Limb Difference. So if you have a physical difference or know someone, feel free to help on there.
0: Or if you just want to learn more about it, you could help on there too. Yeah, definitely join the group just for all the confidence tips and support from Ruby because she is amazing. (laughs) Yeah, you too. Thanks so much, Ruby. Have a great rest of the day. You too. Bye.